mindset, performance, science, transforming communication, perspective, and boundaries. Welcome to the Redefining Success Show with Aaron Jewell. And now, here's your host, Aaron Jewell. Greetings and welcome to the show. Today's solo cast is about action without attachment. So this was inspired by my weekly check-in earlier with Coach Adrian, and we received so much fantastic feedback about our time together, which we generally do, and it's a blessing. And I think it has more to do with how hilarious and wonderfully high energy coach Adrian is than anything else. But, you know, it it just, it prompted me to want to spend some time on this today because believe it or not, action without attachment is very much a foundational process and perspective that I learned a while ago, um, several years ago, I was first introduced to me, this idea of almost non-judgment and non-attachment And initially it was coming up anytime the word surrender was showing up in conversations that I was engaging in with different individuals. And, you know, what I find really fascinating about some of the things that I've learned along the way and continue to learn is that they seem to sort of be the opposite of what I was, uh, of what I interpreted to be the case growing up. So what do I mean by that? Well, growing up, the way that I interpreted action and goal setting and going after the things that I wanted in life, it involved for me a lot of attachment, a lot of, you know, what the, the saying blood, sweat, and tears. So anytime I would go after something in life, whether that was winning a game or accomplishing a task or getting high marks on a test or even getting a job, I would always think of it from that perspective of, I'm going to do whatever it takes to accomplish this goal. And I consider myself to have been quite good at that. You know, let's uh, take, for example, when I was 11 years old and I was given the opportunity to go live in Spain for a period of time and go to school there. And at the time I was very young. And when my parents asked me, believe it or not, I said, yes, a resounding yes. I was very excited I thought it would just be the most fantastic thing ever. And when I got there, it was a lot of fun for the first few weeks. In fact, my sister was there with me for the first few weeks and her friend. And, you know, it was really cool. But then they went home. And when they went home, I found myself by myself with a family that I had never met before prior to this trip. And all of a sudden things got real. And it took every ounce of strength, endurance, patience, maturity that an 11-year-old can have, reassurance from my parents on the phone calls for me to get through that experience. In fact, I believe it was every day I cried for about three months straight. I was so homesick, but I got through it and I came out transformed from that experience. uh, experience. Now, what I will also say that I, I did form some attachments I was young and I formed attachments to different things and some pretty interesting behaviors also came out of that experience as well, which we won't really get into too much today, but I developed certain emotional attachments to things that were definitely very temporary and very, um, 
uh, unemotional or there didn't really need to be any emotional attachment to, but for me, it brought a sense of safety and security. And so that's kind of one example. And then as I got older, you know, I was, I played on sports teams. I played lacrosse. I played field hockey. I played basketball. And anytime those pep talks would happen from our coaches, we got to do this. We can get this done. We would encourage each other on the teams. I would do everything it took to one that win that game. And anytime I didn't win a game, I found myself, uh, I would have a really hard time with it. I would become very frustrated. I would become upset, but eventually I would move on and I would let it go and I would prepare and practice for the next game. And then as I got older, when it came to applying to colleges, I remember for me, it felt very competitive. And I remember having to focus a lot of time and preparation, which I don't think is anything like today. I'm, I'm, oh, I have so much empathy for individuals who are applying to colleges today. I hope this is a bubble that bursts soon enough. So humans can be a little more humans again. That's another conversation. But, you know, I finally got into one of the top schools that I had applied to and it felt good. But every time I got a rejection letter, which I got a few, it didn't feel good. And I felt very attached and and attached in the sense of I identified with that letter of rejection. So when I would not be accepted into a university, I associated that with me somehow. I allowed that to be a reflection of me somehow in some way. So, you know, I, I think this is probably a time in my life where it would have been helpful for me to have interpreted my environment to be a little bit more about action without attachment. However, the way my journey has turned out so far, I would not even hear somebody ever say this to me until December of 2012, when I met some individuals that would talk and say these types of things to take action, but be non-attached to the outcome. And so I started to explore what that really meant for me and what that really looked like. And I started listening to different, as they like to maybe be called, gurus or spiritual guides, because for whatever reason, from a religious perspective, it seems to be present in the Buddhist and Hindu religions. Um, Some people call them philosophies. Some people call them religions. I would imagine that anybody who practices Buddhism or Hinduism is generally referring to it as a religion, but I certainly could be wrong. Uh, So I'll play back and forth between the two. But when you look at Buddhism and you look at Hinduism, both of those, and they are certainly not the only philosophies, there are others that speak to this idea of action without attachment. And I would also point out that the the Christian philosophy or religion, depending on uh, how you perceive that to be, to also have that at play and in place through this turning over or letting go or being in the surrender. So it's a funny thing. When I was 33 years old, I decided to get my first of two very small and very meaningful tattoos on my body. And I was in the tattoo parlor and I had this intricate quote that was shaped in the, uh, in the shape of an infinity symbol. I was living in Miami at the time. And there was a whole, for those of you who know Miami, there's a whole street with really great tattoo parlors. And I walked into one with a friend of mine and 
the tattoo artist looked at my, uh, my, my creation and very kindly said, this will never work. It will turn into a big ink blurb over time. So think of something else. I'll be back in a few minutes. And I mean, this was literally a, a, a milestone event in my life where I had prepared for months for this. And I was just told that my creation was not going to work. So right in that moment, I had taken action And because I somehow found, I knew I wanted to do this, I was able to be unattached to the outcome. And interestingly enough, my friend at the time looked at me and said, what about the word surrender? And I looked over at them and I thought, well, that's interesting. Why would they say that? And I asked, I said, well, why? And they said, well, because you're always saying that word. And again, I found that kind of interesting that this person observed that about me because I had not noticed that myself. And it felt kind of good to know that, that I had actually been working with this word already. And that word inspired me to, in that moment, take action without attachment. I was no longer attached to what I had created to have placed on my foot. And I made the choice to go with the word surrender. And it's the funniest thing because I went to a work event a few, I guess, weeks later, and the president of the function that I was in looked at my foot and said, oh, wow, you have a tattoo. I said, yeah, I just got it. And they said, wait a second, it's missing a word. So what do you mean? They said, you're missing the word never. Your, Your foot, it says surrender. You mean never surrender, right? And it was in that moment that I realized, wow, we were taught that, weren't we? You know, and I was taught that, wasn't I? Are you looking to increase leadership competence and trustworthiness on your team? Do you see more opportunities to build rapport and a sense of community on your team? Are you challenged with completely trusting yourself and your team as a leader? Book a call today with Erin Jewell Consulting to learn more about the PACE Signature System. PACE, an acronym for Perspective, Alignment, Communication, and Equanimity, is designed to increase a sense of community and trustworthiness on your team to improve outcomes and drive the successful results you know that you and your team are capable of all in six months go to erinjewelconsulting.com forward slash bookings for a free consult and enjoy i was taught to never surrender now whenever i say i was taught what i mean is i interpreted the teaching as such so i'm not here saying that anybody told me to think a certain way because I, it's always been my interpretation and my choice to think and feel what I do. So I interpreted the learnings along the way to mean never surrender, which was actually creating a lot more friction in my life. It was creating a lot more effort and it was quite honestly creating a lot more pain. And so I became even more conscious of this desire to take action without attachment. And You know, moving forward, I began to really pay attention to where in my life was I taking action without attachment. So eventually I 
took a really big risk in my career. And I left a company that was just had given me my dream job and was taking really good care of me. And I made a choice to pursue an opportunity to co-found a healthcare startup, which for those of you who are in the space that I was in know that a lot of us get that itch at one point or another. And some of us scratch the itch, which is exactly what I did. And in that moment, I had to act without attachment. Because if I acted with attachment, I would have very quickly suffered and experienced a great deal more pain than I that I was already going to experience a little bit of because I was going out into a very different world, right? So it was that action without attachment. I said, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm going to participate in this journey. I'm recognizing I don't know where it's going to lead me. I'm recognizing that it could go in a number of different directions. And I am going to do whatever it takes to achieve my goals. And I'm also going to give myself permission to let things look different as part of the outcome. And that's exactly what I did. And I did that for about three and a half years, all the way until we closed the doors on that company. And then I did it again. And I made a choice to build a practice, a consulting and coaching practice when I eventually became certified as a coach. And in those spaces, I acted without attachment. I made a choice to say, well, I don't know exactly where this is going and what it looks like. I understand this is, this is what I'm feeling called to do in this moment, and I'm going to do my best at it. And that's what I did. I frequently talk about my husband and how we kind of came to be. And you know, prior to my husband, it was years and years and years of trials and tribulations, you know, meeting different people along the way, learning more about what I liked, what I didn't like, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, what I could do better, what I could tweak and change along the way, becoming a better version of myself, the best version of myself to date. A lot of it because I acted without attachment and I acted without attachment to the outcome. I knew what I wanted. I knew I desired this long-term partnership, a life partner, I knew I desired a family and I knew I desired some other things, but I didn't attach. Ultimately, this was after years of what I would call some attachment. I ultimately let go. I literally turned it over. I surrendered to the outcome. Surrender is not a place of inactivity. No, in fact, it's a place of great activity, not only physical, um, it's also mental, it's emotional, and it's spiritual. When we're in the surrender, we actually have to trust something that's beyond us, that's bigger than us. And we get to, we don't have to, we get to trust this entity that's beyond us and bigger than us. And it's different for everybody. For me personally, I name it God. It's, it's got a lot of different names, but we trust this, this entity, this being that's bigger than us. And we trust that it's out. It's looking out for us. We trust that it's acting for our own good. And the other thing that we get to trust in these moments of action without attachment is that we don't have the full picture. So when it's time to make that choice or to go in that direction where we're not exactly clear or, or we have this really well laid out plan, there's an opportunity in that space to say, you know what? My view, my lens is limited. What is it that I can do to be in that state of action without as much attachment to the outcome. So desiring the outcome to take place and being open to the possibility that it's going to look different from what I had originally thought. 
and actually being in a place of acceptance and understanding with that, not necessarily resignation and apathy, two very different emotional and vibrational states. And that place of acceptance and receptivity and understanding doesn't necessarily happen overnight for someone who has spent their lives, for someone who has spent their life acting with attachment. And the fact is, a lot of us have been acting with attachment for a really long time because that is what we thought we were supposed to do. So there's nothing wrong with it. It can just make the journey more painful and it can add more friction. So if you want to find yourself in that flow state that people talk about sometimes, or you might hear somebody say something like, this thing dropped in my lap. It just kind of came. It just kind of happened. It was so quick. That's somebody who's acting without attachment. That's somebody who is doing things. They're not sitting on their couch all day. I'm sure perhaps there's examples of that too, but I would say the majority of the time, it's somebody who's taking action and they're in a place of trust and understanding that however it unfolds, whatever the outcome is, it's going to absolutely be in their best interest and something that they get to be really, really happy with. So with that, thanks for listening in. Until the next time. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit AaronJewelConsulting.com.